You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrow right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Louise Schiavone. Vice President Mike Pence helped kick off Republican Lindsey Graham's 2020 re-election campaign for the Senate. South Carolina Public Radio's Scott Morgan reports. At Graham's launch party in Greenville Saturday afternoon, the vice president implored Trump supporters in the state to knock on doors with a message to voters. Tell them that Senator Lindsey Graham has been an indispensable partner with President Donald Trump all along the way. you got to go tell him. Graham has not exactly been a Trump supporter all along the way, but the message was clear to conservatives that a vote for Lindsey Graham is now an important vote for the Trump agenda. The early timing of the re-election launch, coupled with a visit from Trump's second-in-command, suggests the Graham camp is taking threats of Democratic inroads next year seriously. Graham so far is facing no significant challenge in the 2020 primary, but Democrats see South Carolina as a state they could flip and have targeted Graham's seat as a major prize. For NPR News, I'm Scott Morgan. With almost 95% of returns counted in a weekend runoff election, liberal environmental lawyer Zuzana Chaputova has become the first female head of state in Slovakia. 58% of the vote went to the new 45-year-old president. She's calling upon her nation for unity and a different style of politics. Chaputova is heard here through a BBC interpreter. 
I am happy not just for the results, but mainly that it is possible not to succumb to populism, to tell the truth and raise interest without aggressive vocabulary. This started in the local election, was confirmed in the presidential election, and I believe the European election will confirm it as well. She is a relative newcomer to politics, while her opponent was the current vice president of the European Commission. More than 30 million Ukrainians go to the polls today to elect a new president. There are 39 candidates. NPR's Lucien Kim reports the frontrunner is a popular comedian. Many Ukrainians are disillusioned with incumbent President Petro Poroshenko after five years of an inconclusive war and unfulfilled promises to stamp out corruption. Volodymyr Zelensky is a comedian who, in a hit TV show, plays a man who accidentally becomes Ukraine's president. Polls now show him getting about a quarter of the vote, despite a vague political platform and his complete lack of experience in politics. President Poroshenko is fighting for second place against Ukraine's most well-known female politician, Yulia Tymoshenko. No candidate is expected to win more than 50%, meaning the top two vote-getters will go on to a runoff election in April. Lucien Kim, NPR News, Moscow. Far-right Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro is in Israel for a four-day visit. He's considering moving Brazil's embassy to Jerusalem. This is NPR News in Washington. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Coming up next on the serious side. The House Judiciary Committee has set an April 2nd deadline for the full report to be turned over without redactions, setting up a battle between Congress and the Department of Justice. We'll see if the Attorney General continues to play games with this, with his vague mid-April deadline. Uh, We may have to go to court. In a four-page letter last weekend, Barr told Congress Mueller found no evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians during the 2016 presidential election but stopped short of exonerating President Trump from obstructing justice. Despite that, the president has spent the last week taking a victory lap. Total exoneration, complete vindication. Democrats insist there might be more to learn. We're going to compel this. This is a fight that is worth going to the mat on. The attorney general says executive privilege is not in play, meaning the White House will not see the full report before Congress. We talk about... Uh, the concern of the environment as an elitist concern. One year ago, I was waitressing in a taco shop in downtown Manhattan. I just got health insurance for the first time a month ago. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. You want to tell people that their concern and their desire for clean air and clean water is elitist? Tell that to the kids in the South Bronx, which are suffering from the highest rates of childhood asthma in the country. Tell that to the families in Flint, whose kids, have their blood is ascending in, in lead levels. Their brains are damaged for the rest of their lives. Call them elitist. Tell, you're telling them that those kids are trying to get on a plane to Davos? People are dying. They are dying. 
and the response across the other side of the aisle is to introduce an amendment five minutes before a hearing and a markup, this is serious. This should not be a partisan issue. This is about our constituents and all of our lives. Iowa, Nebraska, broad swaths of the Midwest are drowning right now, underwater. Farms, towns that will never be recovered and never come back. And we're here and, and people are more concerned about helping oil companies than helping their own families? I don't think so. Next to the new details emerging tonight in the Jesse Smollett case, the complex legal drama that has been testing the relationship between prosecution and police as the Cook County prosecutor stands by her decision to drop charges against the Empire Star. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. It's Sunday morning to you folks. Today is March 31st, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, like the man said, I'm J. Rouse. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. But as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to, you, to, you, to some of the best in the business. First up, she's my big sis. She always brings that southern swing, a twang to the broadcast. Uh, avid CNN watcher, and hopefully she's checking out MSNBC as well. <laughs> Let's say good morning to Vanessa Maybell. Friend of back in there. What's up, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I miss y'all. I've been so busy. But I am looking at MSNBC. I'm looking at Joy right now while I'm getting dressed. So I apologize to right. everybody that's listening that my voice sounds like this because the weather's crazy in Houston. All right. There you go. There it is. That's why we love her. TMI on a Sunday morning while she's naked. Okay, thank Shut you up. for being here. All right. <laughs> oh, man, the guy who is the official texter, he still is the official texter. But I think it's safe to say that he has found a way on the panel. He is here to stay. My little brother, the man who brings, I'm going to start calling him the educated rapper from back in the day. The one and only Johnny D is in a place to be. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning. Certainly glad to be here. Miss Vanessa, it is wonderful hearing your voice uh, once again. I look forward to hearing your commentary, and I, and I pray all is well with you. But uh, looking forward to today's show, some hot topics, and as I always typically do, ding, ding, let's get it started. <laughs> MC Hammer in the house on the Sunday morning. My man, Pots and Pants. Appreciate you. And, of course, the man who runs everything around here, the man who is uh, really the host with the most, the birthday boy. Just celebrated his birthday a couple of days ago. Let's say good morning to the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, uh, Nessa. Good morning, John. How are you guys doing this morning? Good morning, Good morning birthday Lester. boy. And happy belated birthday to you. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. All right, that's the man. The number is 347 You can participate in the conversation. A lot to get into. But before we get started, uh, i got to do this. I have to do this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. L to the E to the S. Happy birthday to you. And, uh, Mr. L, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday, too, Rob. 
off of all the Republicans uh, in the Senate. All right, there he is, 347-850-1272. lot to get into this morning. Happy birthday to the man. Love him to death. All right, look, uh, we have a lot to get into, like Johnny D said. First up, best wishes to Kathleen Williams. Hopefully she'll just make it on through. She's pushing and pushing and pushing. Hopefully she'll be able to join us here real soon. And, of course, the man, the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio, so we hold it down until the brother shows up. So now, a lot to get into. Let me break it down for you, and it's really a simple title this morning. We're going to look at three reasons why Donald Trump can be reelected. Three reasons, and you heard all three reasons in the setup, in the post. Three reasons why Donald Trump can be reelected. Reason number one, the Mueller report. Now that the report is over, Trump and his goons on the right are saying that the president was exonerated on conclusion, I mean, on a collusion with the with Russia. Okay, whatever. That's not what they said, but we'll talk about it. Uh, the young Democrats, they're young and fired up, but will they rally the GOP base to come out and vote for Trump again? Hmm, and believe it or not, the Jesse Smollett case. Some may call this a black-on-black crime. But the outcome plays right into the president's wheelhouse. So we'll talk about those things this morning. Chat room should be open. Get in there. Be a part of the conversation. 347-850-1272. All right. Reason number one, the Mueller report. We all know that the Mueller report came out and said that the president was not, you know, they couldn't find evidence of collusion, which I think is ridiculous. Who, who said that? But now they're, you know, they're saying that they can't find who collusion, they can't find anything. Who said that? Well, wait a minute now. They're saying that, that the president did not collude with the Russians. Now, that's what they said, said Frank. That? That's what they said. Who said that, Frank? Who said that? No, 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 Mr. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Hold on. You see this guy's jumping again. You know, the guy gets a birthday at night, thinks he just, you know, he thinks he's a man. Good God. Listen, man, I'm going to throw it to you. It's coming to you, Mr. Elias. Let me set it up first. My God. So, this guy's fired up already. Man, too much birthday cake? Come on, brother. All right, here we go. Here's the deal. According to what we are being told, the Mueller report says that the president did not collude with Russia. However, it did. He also said he is in Robert Mueller said that there was not. This is this does not exonerate the president from possible, you know, uh, obstruction to justice. Now, Mr. Elias, I'm going to hand the baton off to you. What do you think? So you're thinking based on what you just said that this is the attorney. General's interpretation of what the Mueller report says, because according to what uh, I think yeah. you're saying is no one has seen the report. So how do we know what Robert Mueller is saying? What say you? There that's, you go, my friend. That's what I'm arguing with these clowns in the chat room over. And, and it's funny no to me that there's, there's no already. Well, then release, release the report then. What do you want to bet if there was no collusion there, that they, if there was nothing there to see? That they'd have released this report a long time ago. If there's nothing to well, see, why, you just got it, Mister Elliot. Why, why wouldn't they have released it? Why would if there was no collusion, no nothing here to see? Move on. Here, look at the whole report. Because when Bill Clinton got caught with the, with the thing in the, and the White House with the thing on the dress, they released the whole report. Didn't take that long. Didn't take that long. Now he's now he's got to go through. He said he now. 
according to the Attorney General, he went through the whole thing. Uh, all uh, thousands of pages report. He went through all this report and, and forty eight hours. Three hundred pages. And, and came up three hundred pages. Huh? It still is. Okay. Three hundred pages. You say so. Okay. So he no, went through it, it and he lied about, about that too, huh? It was a million okay. knocked down to seven hundred, knocked down to three hundred. It was a million things. Thank you. <laughs> let's, so, so let's wait to see the report before before we make any 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 uh, conclusions on it. I, I love how they just come out and say he says I'm fully vindicated by what the attorney general that he appointed, who doesn't believe that the president should be brought up on any a sitting president should be, be brought up on any charges. That he wrote a twenty page report on it. I, I would love to see what would happen if you had an attorney general there that was fair, that was unbiased, that was not. So, so now you're accusing a man of not being fair. That's you're not accusing. So you're not. accusing him of not but, being fair, basically. And well, from, from what his report okay. said, from what his he wrote a 20 page report on why the why the uh, president should not go to jail, why he should not. You can't you can't indict a sitting president. He wrote he wrote a 20 page report on it. So, and that's that's just and it's easy to speculation. <laughs> I love how these guys okay. like to reverse stuff. It, it is what it is. The truth is the truth. Stop drinking the Kool Aid. You're involved. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, you are you talking about me? No. Me, I'm talking easy. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Uh, I, I thought I was like, wait a minute, Mr. Let, let me see. Oh, okay. Let me see the report. If the report was, e- if okay. it was not, if it's not a bad report, release it. If it's only 200 pages, release it. Why is it taking you so long to release it? Well, you know, just FYI, if you're a first-time listener, Volber Bright and Mr. Elias, the two of those guys are friendly. Sometimes Mr. Elias likes the person. He's sometimes. He's a racist. Okay, but sometimes he like says things that you agree with and you read his comments. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, they have their thing going on. They're like Mr. and Mrs. Jones. They got a thing going on. Let them have that. All right. Let me swing to you, Vanessa. Uh, you know, once again, we're talking about three reasons why Donald Trump will be reelected. I think because of the fact that this thing took two years. And, you know, everyone was waiting for the Mueller report. You know, Democrats, everyone, We, you know, once the Mueller report comes out, you know, uh, this is going to uh, vindicate, not vindicate, well, vindicate their thoughts, right, and going to and going to validate, I guess that's the word I'm looking for, validate what the, the Democrats thought all along, that the president was colluding with Russians. What I don't understand, well, I guess I do, but I don't, you know, it was pretty obvious why he fired Comey. Uh, you know, he said to the Russian mm-hmm. diplomats that were in the, in the in the Oval Office within the next couple of within days that hey, he got rid of this nutball because you know the bottom line is now we should be okay. He told Lester Holt of NBC that he fired him because of Russia. Uh, I, look, I, I don't know how they came to the conclusion that there was no collusion uh, between the president and uh, Russia, but. You know, I don't know. What say you in regards to this? Because it really probably wasn't him, Jay. It probably was his son, excuse me, that was doing it. Remember, even the guy who met the son in New York, they had him and was interviewing him, and he looks like mafia. They interviewed him on CNN the other day, and he said that it really was about um, adopting a child, 
And I'm looking at the TV screen like you lying through your teeth. But he said it was really about adopting a child. And so, Jay, they're really trying to clean up the dirt and stuff for Trump. Mm -hmm. Even if they're putting it off on his son, it's still not Trump. I personally believe that if we don't get a powerful duo for the White House, that Trump is going to end up right back in the White House. I believe that. I honestly believe it. I think that they're going to cover up everything. And it was one million pages taken down to 700, and they're trying to take it down to 300 for the regular American people to be able to read it when the report comes out. So it was a million pages. But how do you take a million pages right, watch this. and break it down to 700 mm-hmm. pages in 48 hours? How do you do that? <laughs> well, what the – well, let me say this, Vanessa. I think what they're saying is, and this, well, this is what they're saying. It's not, not what I think. They're saying that basically they have to make sure they, you know, exclude information that's a part of an ongoing investigation. So a lot of people think that what's happening, the Mueller report shed the light on some things that the Southern District of New York, the prosecutors in that district will take care of. So they have to make sure they, you know, exclude that information because, you know, ongoing investigations are still going on. So even though the Democrats were waiting for the Mueller report, they're thinking, okay, well, if there's some information in it that will help the Southern District of New York, Johnny D., then the bottom line is that go ahead and do what you need to do. But here's the the watchword I think people are not paying attention to. They're saying that the president, there was no collusion with Russia when it came to the 2016 elections. And the reason why people say, well, why was Donald Trump lying and all his associates? Because he knows what type of dirt he's done with Russia. So, yeah, maybe he didn't help with the election per se, but I'm pretty sure they found all the dirt with what was going on with him trying to do business with the Russians. And so he knew that this information would be exposed during this investigation process. So Johnny D., even though... Mueller may have said or may not have said, depending on what the report says, that, uh, you know, the president did not help collude with Russians for the 2016 election. That may be true. But when he said that this doesn't exonerate the president, to me what he's saying, yeah, but guess what? We found that this guy was doing some shady stuff with the Russians, and that's going to be exposed in due time. What say you? Jay, I will say this here. Uh I, and I don't, and I'm not, and I'm not arguing uh, the validity of what you're saying. I do remember that the Attorney General Barr was the one who spoke about the collusion or the non-collusion. And the words that I, I, I believe that, that that I recall being heard was the fact that they could not say that uh, the president colluded, but they also could not say that he did not. Um, I think with the Mueller report, perhaps the, the the terminology that should have been utilized to me would have been conspiracy, uh, more so than the collusion, because the spirit conspiracy basically talks about you know doing something that is unlawful, and I think that there's no way that you can have as many persons that are as close to you as as Trump did, and not have done something unlawful. So I'm, I'm waiting on the, the redacted report to come out. Um, as 
everyone has agreed it was nearly 300 and some pages, and I think that uh, Mr. Barr had narrowed his down and had written, a, I believe, a four-page report is what I heard on one of the news medias, a four-page report to yeah. make his summation uh, to to right. the the broad masses of the United States. So now that that is that's pretty narrow when you think about what Ms. Vanessa said as far as a million pages uh, being drawn down to 700 to 300 before. So it's a lot that's going to be uh, taken out of the report. Clearly, we know that. Um, I, it's going to be interesting as, as this process plays itself out. But, again, I think the proper terminology uh, is, is conspiracy. Uh, although collusion does have conspiracy in it, I don't think that he is going to not be impacted by this, either by his 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 uh, family members or, or something. Uh, it, again, it's going to play itself out. And, of course, with Trump, as they say, going around talking about the victory laps, that, that's who he is. So we shouldn't be overly alarmed or, or even excited about the fact that he is, uh, once again, being uh, bombastic in regards to his, his desire to have people believe one thing, when, in fact, uh, the report will be, cut up uh, and diced up and to say that the White House will not receive an advance uh, report, well, in my opinion, I think the White House has already sat down and, and worked with Mr. Barr. He didn't get in that office for no reason. He's not. He he uh, comes as, mm. as if he is a, a, a partial person, but clearly after what Donald Trump done to Jeff Sessions, we can't assume that this guy here will be no different. So he is going to play to his audience. He's going to play to the base and appeal to the widespread Americans who simply uh, read his history, which is uh, pretty admirable. But, again, Donald Trump didn't select him by circumstance. And I'm just interested in seeing how this moves forward as the weeks um, uh, come and go. Now, here's the deal, 347 is 26 minutes after the hour. Here, here's the situation, Mr. Elias. You know, and so we're talking about three reasons why Donald Trump can be reelected. And so, you know, you're experiencing it right now. I experience it, you know, during the week when I go back and kind of read some of the social media hits and some of the emails and all that other nonsense. People, once they heard the fact that the president was, did not collude it with Russia. That's all they heard. Everything after that was the Charlie Brown teacher's sound effect. Rah, 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 rah. They didn't hear anything else. And so this is the reason why I think people who are not paying attention to politics, like a lot of us do, oh, well, he didn't do it, so we're moving on. I've talked to some people that I work with, and, and you know, they're like, oh, well, hey, he, you know, they didn't find anything. And so they're done. So these are people who voted for Obama, then voted for Trump, and now are thinking about, well, maybe I should vote for him again. Because the bottom line is they didn't find anything. The Democrats, so did the Democrats get over their skis with this when they were relying so much on the Mueller report? And one of the things that Nancy Pelosi, like her or lover, hater, lover or hater, the bottom line is she came out and said a few weeks back, look, we're not looking at impeachment. Because she had a feeling, look, we, we need to stop going down this avenue because what we don't want to do is if this report comes out, if there's nothing included in that report, all of a sudden everybody is saying, ah, see, we told you, just like what they're doing on Fox News. So do you think that this could be one of the reasons why people reelect this man back into the White House for four more years? No, Jay. What I, what I think is that he, when he came at the health care, really? He shot himself in the foot. That's what well, that's, I, that was honestly, a big I believe. 
Well, that was a big mistake. That was that was that was the biggest mistake he ever made, and he has no earthly reason to come after health care, and that's what the that's what's going to kill the Trump agenda, health care. That's what the number one agenda is. People are are, are caring about health care more than anything else, and you're now you're trying to kick 21 million people off of health care, and you're talking about reelection, and you have nothing to replace it. And one of his says, I got, I got a plan for health care. It's the best health care you'll ever see. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. He said that at his, uh, as one of his campaign promises. Have you seen any, any of his bills for health care? He is going to lose based on that. That's my prediction. Wow. That's what about you, Vanessa? You, you think that, uh, well, what do you think, Vanessa? I mean, you feel the same way Mr. Elias feels? Do you feel that, are you thinking along the lines of, okay, the Mueller report coming back, not convicting the president of any wrongdoing as far as colluding with the Russians on the 2016 election. I have to make sure I add that piece. Do you think that this is one of the reasons why, and we're talking about on today's show, if you're just tuning in, three reasons why Donald Trump can be reelected. Do you think that this is one of the reasons why he can be reelected? Because people will look at this report and say, see, uh, you know, the president was right. There was no collusion. I think that the ones who truly adore him and could die for him, the racist, bigotry, Confederate flag people, I mean, I, I think that it just doesn't matter what comes out on Trump. They are going to back him. I totally agree with LES about the medical because even Biden, who is just like an undercover Trump, Said, do Ooh. not knock down. He is. He's. He's just like Trump. He just hides it better. He even what? he said, "Oh my do, God! Wow." Do do what? Excuse me. No, go ahead. I'll, Biden I'll, I'm is sorry. just like okay, Trump. Okay. He's just yeah. undercover with it. So okay. he oh. even said, "Do not cancel the Obamacare plan." Uh, plan if you don't have anything to replace it with, even by even well, that's even, true. Even Pence said it. His vice president, not Biden. If I said Biden, oh, okay. I apologize. Pence, you said Biden. Yeah, yeah. That's is, why I kept saying, "Okay, what are you talking Trump. about?" I apologize. Oh, yeah, of course. He is an undercover oh, okay. Trump. Yeah, please. Thought you were crazy for a minute. And okay, all right. I was like, told, that for you." Okay. I apologize for y'all, but he no told. Trump, do not cancel it with having something to replace it with. Because if he cancels it and has nothing to replace it with, LES is absolutely correct. He lost his ball game. Yeah, he, he's the guy. You know, he's the guy. That, the reason why people look at Pence as being more dangerous than Trump because he has some of the same ideas and thoughts, but he's a he polit- politician. So, so the bottom line is that he knows how to get things done. Uh, because of his background, Trump is just you know free you know just free will and doing whatever he wants to do, and uh, Pence is a guy that kind of knows he knows how to legislate a little bit, so that's why he's a little bit more dangerous because he's just as stupid as Trump, but he has some experience. So anyway, all right, this is the part of the show where if you are on Obama, if you hate President Obama, I suggest that maybe you turn down your speakers or maybe set your phones down or turn your car speakers down because you know. Every week we do a segment called In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. And, you know, I'm missing President Obama. 
I am missing the prayers. And so what we're going to do in this morning's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, we're going to listen to some of the best comebacks, comebacks that President Obama, while he was running for the presidency in 2008, that he said out there. I mean, I just want to hear the man's voice. I think we need to hear the president. So if you're not a fan, turn it off right now, because for the next four minutes, I'm just going to sit back and Grab some tissue, Johnny D, and shed a tear or two as I listen to one of the most crazy people who ever held. I know I'm crazy, but I just got to do it. All right, so it's time for this week's edition of Informative and Less, something that you need to know. Also on the other side, the smartest man in the world just checked in. We'll hear from him as well. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. We'll be right back right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I know that that, that Senator Obama sometimes has a hard time getting from A to B, but from A to B is a simple, logical step. Your your, your logic wasn't uh, uh, complicated. It was just wrong. Uh, So, and I want you to raise your hand if you believe English should be the official language of the United States. The only hand I see is uh, Senator Gravel. Can, can I just make a point, right. though? I, I have to say that this, that, that kind of question... All right, hold on. This, this is the kind of question that is designed precisely to divide us. Uh, the issue is not whether or not future generations of immigrants are going to learn English. The question is, uh, how can we come up with both a legal, sensible immigration policy? And when we get distracted by those kinds of questions, I think we do a disservice to the American people. Well, All right. Do you think Bill Clinton was our first black president? Well, I, I would have to, you know, investigate more, you know, uh, Bill's dancing abilities and you know, uh, uh, some of this other stuff before I accurately judged uh, whether he was in fact a brother. it's highly responsible or irresponsible for people who are running for the presidency and seek that office to suggest we may be willing unilaterally to invade a nation here who are trying to get to be more cooperative with us in Afghanistan and elsewhere. I think it was wrong to say what he did in that matter. I, I, I find it amusing that those who helped to authorize and engineer the biggest foreign policy disaster in our generation uh, are now criticizing me for making sure that we are on the right battlefield and not the wrong battlefield in the war against terrorists. And Chris, respectfully, and you and I are close friends, but the fact is, you obviously didn't read my speech. Chris, if we have actionable intelligence on al-Qaeda operatives, including bin Laden, and President Musharraf cannot act, then we should. Now, I think that's just common sense. I don't know about you, but for us to authorize, the fact of the matter is is that when we don't talk to the American people, we're, we're debating the most important foreign policy issues that we face. And the American people have a right to know it is not just Washington insiders uh, that are part of the debate that has to take place with respect to how we're going to shift our foreign policy. This is a this. The other day I was at a town hall meeting and I laid out my plans for investing $15 billion a year, energy efficient cars and a new electricity grid and all this. Somebody said, well, what can I do? What can individuals do? So I told them something simple. I said, you know what? You could inflate your tires to the proper levels. 
and that if everybody in America inflated their tires to the proper level, we would actually probably save more oil than all the oil that we get from John McCain drilling right below his feet there, wherever it is that he was gonna wherever he was gonna drill. So so now the Republicans are going around. This is the kind of thing they do. I I don't understand it. They're going around, they're sending like little tire gauges, making fun of this idea as if this is Barack Obama's energy plan. Now, two points. One, uh, they know they're lying about what my energy plan is. But the other thing is they're making fun of a step that every expert says would absolutely reduce our oil consumption by 3 to 4%. It's like, it's like these guys take pride in being ignorant. You know? I mean, they're just, they're, they think it's funny that they're making fun of something that is actually true. So, John, likes, John, you like to pretend like the war started in 2007. When the war started, you said it was going to be quick and easy. You said we knew where the weapons of mass destruction were. You were wrong. You said that we were going to be greeted as liberators. You were wrong. You said that there was no history of violence between Shia and Sunni. And you were wrong. And so the question is... Today, about one in five Americans is living with a disability. Over 50 million people, including many of our friends and neighbors, teachers and co-workers, heroes and leaders. 20 years ago, the Americans with Disabilities Act guaranteed every person the right to live, work, and participate fully in the American experience. We've come a long way since then, and we are committed to making even more progress in the years ahead. Visit disability.gov to see how you can help. One year ago, I was waitressing in a taco shop in downtown Manhattan. I just got health insurance for the first time a month ago. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. You want to tell people that their concern and their desire for clean air and clean water is elitist? Tell that to the kids in the South Bronx, which are suffering from the highest rates of childhood asthma in the country. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. You're tuned to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best 39 minutes after the hour. You know, I just had to take you guys back down memory lane. I don't know, Mr. Dale, I said it feel good to you. I, you know, I just listen to someone well, who is... Speaking complete sentences, yes, it's great and a relief to hear yeah. that. Not... Not, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give you the best health care uh, ever. Uh, it's going to be the best. I'm telling that you, you can believe. Be that best, you can believe. Best, best, that you can ever believe. I'm telling you it's going to be the best. Uh, I hate look, man. Shut that up. That you can believe. That you can believe. We're yeah. working on it. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah, whatever. Jesus Christ. 
All right. Welcome back to 347 All right, today's show, three reasons why Donald Trump can be reelected. We talked about the Mueller report in the first segment, but now some people are talking about the young guns, the young Democrats, that they are ready. They are talking impeachment. They are saying, look, we're coming after the president. Nancy Pelosi has a bunch of brats on her hands, and she's saying, my God, how can I stop this? Because these guys are going to piss so many people off that they're going to rally the base, and there's a possibility that uh, they may help reelect Donald Trump. Like I mentioned before the break, the smartest man in the world is in the house, Mr. Jerome Spree. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? Just another day in paradise, morning, no palm Jerome. trees. Let's start. Hey, what's up, Elliot? Let's start this segment off with. Let's start it off with you, uh, Jerome. All right, listen. The young Democrats, they are young and they are fired up, Jerome. Do you think that the young Democrats could be one of the reasons why Donald Trump could possibly be reelected in 2020? Your thoughts, please. You want my personal or professional opinion, like? I, I want you to like give it. us both because you're the man. I, how do you like it? I like it both ways, Jerome. Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying. Both ways. You know. Jerome, I mean, uh, <laughs> Jay, that didn't sound right. Saying you like it both ways okay. did not sound right, Jay. <laughs> hey, look at that. This, <laughs> yes, I know. Good morning, I Vanessa. Was, but I'm Good morning. Don't answer that, Jay. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not. <laughs> here's the thing. So on the professional side, I think I think that the um, long-term politicians have pretty much lost their mind. It is why media loses <laughs> their mind over um, the new um, Congress that came in. I think they're crazy, right. right? They know changes need to be made, and these guys are smart. Ayanna Presley and all of those guys are sharp. So when you call them young and they're – they're in their, you know, in their 30s. They're not toddlers. Right, right. Right? They studied. Right, right. They went to school. Mm-hmm. Like, they are sharp. So, from that perspective, I think it's a matter of the Democratic Party doing more negative towards their own people just to keep status quo. So, it's the thing that people on the Democratic side really hate about politics is because no matter how far off the rail the Republican, Republicans go... The Democrats are going to keep status quo, right? And so this is how this goes generally as far as black people are concerned. When we deal with Democrats, they say, all right, reparations is too much. But what if we give you head start? Like what if we give you something to pacify you? That's what Democrats do. These guys are not playing with none of them. So when you look at um, Alexandria Cortez, Cortez, or I can't even remember what her name is. I'm sorry, AOC. Sorry, Sorry. Yeah, when, Cortez, when you look yeah. at her in particular, I don't know if I follow her enough to see exactly where she's going, but I know she's smart. And I know when she's asked questions, when I watched her in hearings, I know she's sharp, right? She's asking good questions. She's asking questions that the senior people aren't asking. So you can't get mad at them for knowing what they're talking about. And stop being scared of them. And so from, from that perspective, on a professional side, that's where you want people to be. That's the thing that everybody keeps complaining about. Everybody's done the same things over and over again, expecting different results. And now you got this sharp class right. of people in there. And now the Democrats are getting scared, which is helping the Republicans. 
right, uh, with their fear mongering, right? So when we sarcastically say stuff like the Green New Deal and that's never going to pass, that is stupid too because the problem is is that we're talking long-term solutions. So you have to increment solutions in, in a way that is going to help the, the bigger picture. It's like budgeting, right? So if you know you're going on vacation in two years to a wedding, then you start saving your money. You start incrementing your, um, your, your um, whatever your funds are going to be so that you can have that at the end of that, you know, by that date. Or when you make a down payment of something, doing it, you know, when you're when you're budgeting for something, people don't look at the Green New Deal that way. They just look at it like, oh my gosh, we won't be able to fly in airplanes, and they're making jokes about that. But they're just showing their ignorance. So on the professional side, these guys are sharp, and that's what you want because the Democratic Party needs, um, in the words of Jack Nicholson and Batman, this town needs an enema. That means all the way across the board. I don't mean to be discussing on a Sunday. But so on, gotcha. my, on, my, on the personal side, um, I'm sorry, it's even worse than that for me. On the personal side, I actually believe that all of them need to go. And so we really do need people being... All of them who? You I, mean all the established Democrats? No, no, not just established. You know, there's, there's something to be said about wisdom. Wisdom comes with age. It okay. does not come with you being smart. Being smart don't make you wise. So we have to get over ourselves by saying, You better preach, Jerome. Young people should be in control because they can figure this out. I, I was speaking to some youngsters at some point. They were college-age students. And one of the speakers on the panel with me said something like, Civil rights movement hasn't been working and blah, 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 and you guys are our future. And my response to that was, don't listen to him. That's dumb. On a panel, I actually had to call that dude out. Because the problem is, is that you are not on this, you have not been on this planet long enough to actually understand everything that's going on. So you need to put things in context. So you need historical reference. And if you're not here or you're not getting wise counsel, you won't know. So it may not be older people's issues to lead you, but they actually provide the path. The legwork is done by young people, but you do need guidance and you need a guide. Obi-Wan Kenobi is just not a passing fade in Star Wars, if you ever watched that movie. <laughs> you have to speak guidance. Absolutely. You have to speak wisdom. So age, <laughs> wisdom comes with age. Be yeah, smart, people. Age is, uh, age is a yeah. number. You know, Johnny D, um, you know, listen, I, I hear what Jerome's saying, and, and I agree with a lot of it. Uh, but, but I guess my, my question for you is pretty much along are along the same lines. Do you see, I mean, even President Obama during uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, uh, little celebration, actually it wasn't a celebration, she just, he just wished the Speaker happy birthday during this gathering. The, the Speaker arranged for the young Democrats or the new Democrats, or should I say the freshman Democrats, to, to, to sit down and have a conversation with the President. And, um, you know, he in so many words said, hey, you know, don't let your ambitions get in the way of what the bigger prize is out there. So how do you feel about it? Do you think these guys, with how, you know, they're, they're brash, they're, they're coming out saying, look, this is what we want, they're really leaning to the left very hard in some cases, they're talking about impeaching the president, do you think their rhetoric and the things that they represent could lead to people saying, okay, don't want to talk to them, we want to elect this guy for another four years? 
Jay, we came up in a generation of conformists. Uh, we looked at our, our parents, uh, that generation of baby boomers, and they established some norms. And as much as uh, we, we may have rebelled individually, we pretty much stuck to the script. Now you've got the millennials and the Gen Ys, and they don't follow the script. Uh, this is perhaps the greatest generation of mine that have really been deposited. When you look at the things that are, are currently existing uh, as far as technology and, and sciences and mathematics in the world, this is probably the most intelligent uh, of, of all the generations. But yet at the same time, it is that defiance that will ultimately uh, share their long-term success where they can sustain it or it will be of detriment. Uh, if you look at the workplaces, uh, I'm sure your workplace has been changed over the course of, of the years that you have worked. You look at the military, which we served uh, in together as well. Everything is changing and it's evolving around this group of young minds who are just simply saying that I defy, I defy those standards of conduct that you have tried to, you know, deposit upon me. Now, will it be to a detriment? Sometimes it will, but for the most part, uh, they they are rebellious to a, a, a standpoint to where they want to know why. And if you can't explain to them why, then, you know, they're going to redefine the why. Um, you know, you, you, you look at the analogy, I, I go in, into to athletics quite often when, when I thought analogies, but you look how basketball was changed from the conventional big man, and Steve Kerr decided that, okay, I'm going to drive the ball into the lane and then kick it back out and everybody shoot threes. It, it, it's, we are in a, a, an era where conformity is not necessarily going to continuously be our norm. Now, I, I hope I hope that what this new Democratic uh, uh, Congress does, well, I'll say this new Congress does, this 116th Congress, uh, by far the most diverse um, that I've seen in, in my era, will listen to the elders because there is some wisdom. There's some wisdom in the maturation process. You know, I, I looked at the NAACP awards last night and saw uh, Maxine Waters uh, just articulate herself well. And she continuously said, I got the gavel and I'm not afraid to use it. But the point that she was making, meaning she was she was making some progress. She wasn't just out there making noise. She was making things happen. So there is there is some 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 lessons to be learned in regards to how do you play this game. Now you can redefine it once you understand the rules. My concern would be is if they are truly embracing the history of of the Congress and, and what the constituents that have elected them to go and serve, what their uh, understanding and, and moralities and ethics are. But then also, you've got to know how and who in order to get things done. It's not about going up there and, and, and ranting and raging about your personal wars when you've got, you know, six or seven million individuals who you represent within your particular district. So, you know, at the same time, I applaud them for being um, a, a, a very intelligent group of individuals by the standard rules that have been applied 
through my generation. You know, us Gen Xs, we fell in line and we just said, okay, you know, this is the way it is because mom and dad and grandma said it was, but this group doesn't do that. But I, I still think that there is some lessons to be learned. There is a way that they need to go about doing their business. Of course, I don't sit there and, you know, listen and follow each one of them. But just the tone, the tone of, of what we're talking about today, will this particular generation of, of political presence, will it assist Donald Trump in being reelected? And to be quite honest with you, I think as they get more and more extreme towards the ideologies, then there is a possibility. So, you know, that was the question that was posed when the broadcast started. It, would this be a defining point or would this uh, be a, a thing of consideration that he might be reelected? And I, I would have to say yes. What about you, Vanessa? What do you think? Uh, I'm pretty much the exact same thing. I, I really believe um, that if they don't just don't the, I'm trying to follow Cortez now with the green and the asthma and the the, the air and the ozone. I'm trying to follow it because you hear it in my voice when I'm talking on the airways on Sundays. So when on your broadcast first opened, that young lady was talking, Jay. And she was talking about this particular city where, like, 40% of the children or something had asthma or something in your broadcast. And I've been to Alaska and seen the big pieces of ice floating away and where it should have been ice that is now green, where our president of the United States does not believe that this stuff exists. He thinks that it's just all being made up. I think that they are correct with that aspect. I just think they need to bring it down a couple of pegs to get people to understand it. Because when you sit there and you advertise and you say on TV, we're going to take you all into the next generation of blah, 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 the young people like it, but the older people are looking at them sideways. Because I'm listening to them at the places that I go. I listened to them last month when I was on a Holland American ship with 6,000 old people and I was listening to what she was saying. I believe she's right, but I don't think that she's getting it across the correct way. Jerome might kind of agree with me on that. If she could just bring it down just a little bit and do it, but kind of slide it on in there and get it done, but screaming and howling and all of that, it's just older people don't want to hear it. I don't want Trump back in office where he is going. This is my main deal. I don't want him back in office. We got some people on this show who got children, like your children, Jay, who got great futures ahead of them. And we need to be able to ensure those children until they're 26 years old. And Obama put that into place. And if Trump stays in office, he's going to cut it. For all of you who can hear at my voice over the airwaves, Trump is going to cut that. And you're not going to be able to ensure your children to 26 years old. And that is very, very important that you be able to do that. So if you don't vote for Trump just for that, then consider that. That is too important to let go. Pre-existing conditions is too important to let go. Him cutting billions of dollars of Medicaid when we're at the, when the millennium people are coming, it's, it's, it's going to come up on us where it's going to be our time to start drawing it. Stop and think, people. 
if you don't have millions of dollars in the bank, how are you going to pay for your health care if Trump is cutting billions of dollars from it to build a stupid wall? If he cuts pre-existing conditions, if he stops insuring our children until they're 26, those things right there alone are too important, too important to let him slide through the cracks. So please hear me. Please hear me. If you're not sick and you think that your health is all of that, keep living. Keep living because you can wake up <laughs> and have that. asthma like I did. So I'm just saying, yeah, I, mean, I believe no, that Trump is going to get back in office if people don't start paying attention to the little shiny objects over here. You know, Miss Elias, uh, one of the things that she when she when when she was uh, when she was talking, she as an AOC was talking um, in the uh, matter of fact, we, we heard it in the post. She talked about you know what she was doing a year ago. She was you know the bartender, whatever she said. I think people and you know the people that I talk to who are Democrats, what they don't like is you know all of a sudden this woman is in the bright lights, you know. And the question is, what has she done to earn the attention? What has she done to earn uh, the respect that people are giving her? Uh, what has she done for people to sit here and look at her as all of a sudden being, you know, quote, unquote, I saw an article saying the new leader of the Democratic Party. I mean, we're talking she was waiting tables a year ago. Now she's the new leader of the Democratic Party. I mean, listen, like Vanessa said, I agree with Jerome. I agree with everybody so far. The bottom line is that we need fresh blood. I think we need fresh blood in the politics. I, look, I think that senators should have term limits. I mean, I was looking at the clip the other day, and they were talking about it was the, you know, there were these candidates that were running for president, and they were saying the same things that candidates were saying in 2016, same thing the candidates are saying in 2020. And so what's the common denominator? The common denominator, we've had all types of different presidents during that same period of time, but we have people who have been in Congress for years. So, I mean, can't we see that? Why don't we get these people out of office? We need, Look, continuity is great, but we need to get fresh blood, so I'm all for that. I just don't want, you know, another situation where we have another Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump became president because of the media. Let's just call it for what it is. That guy didn't think he was going to win. But he kept saying outrageous nonsense, and he was a media, he was a media uh, sensation. He was a ratings booster. And so now all of a sudden, every time this AOC says something, they're sticking cameras in her face. And you have people who have been legislators who really know the law and been doing these things. They're not getting that type of attention. So what do you think, man? Do you think it's a situation where could it be haters, people just hating on the new Democrats? Or is it a situation where you know there's some validity to this, and that if they don't cool their jets a little bit, they're going to – Help reelect this man for another four years, which we all can agree that cannot happen. That cannot be the result of the 2020 presidential election. What say you? Were you talking to Elias? Yeah, I was. I guess oh, okay. he was. Some of the some of the things Jay that she says, I agree with. Like, and and, and some I of the too. things need to be spoken with passion. Some of the like the. The, the Flint, the Flint. We're talking about uh, a border wall. Yet and still, you can't go to Flint to get him fresh drinking water. Really? Amen. This is some something that needs to be spoken with passion. But let me ask you something, Jay. though. I agree with. 
But, but hold on, let, let me let me throw I this in there real quick, and, I, and I'm gonna give it back to you. But, but Mr. Elias, you're making that passionate case right now. That doesn't mean that you can go and legislate. I mean, that doesn't mean that somebody should be sticking. A, uh, you know, you should all be on all the, the, the liberal leading news broadcasts and podcasts. Now you're the leader because you say some things that make sense. That's common sense stuff you're saying. Yes, but common sense ain't so common, Jay. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Common common sense stuff should be that that shouldn't even be an invention. Okay, and, and now you talk. Now you're talking about cutting. He's talking about cutting. Money to the uh, to the, the Special, Special Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They well, the president came back and changed that. Puerto Rico. You, you, yeah, they changed yeah. it since then. But this is the thing. He's talking about cutting money to Puerto Rico. These are common sense yep. things, man. Because this is a racist ass president. Let's call it what it is. They people are scared to call it what it is. They should be calling it what it is, Jay. And so aren't you, but, but me, so aren't you concerned? Aren't you concerned that this type of rhetoric inside? Are you not? Okay, all right, fine. I mean, because no, he needs to be voted out. He should call it out. He, needs to, he should be called out for what he is. He's a racist, and anybody that supports a racist is a racist. I don't give a damn if you are one. If you got one agenda that he likes and you vote for him, if he if if I vote for somebody that's not, who's a that's not true. Plan, you know, guess what I am. That. They're racist. Anybody that votes for racist is racist, Jay. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to have to agree with Elias on that. Because we, of course. Here's here's the thing, and I agree with Vanessa. Like, it is her tone, but here's the thing, even about Elias just saying that and me agreeing, agreeing with him. Somebody needs to say it. I don't care if you don't like me for saying it. I don't care if you don't like Elias for saying that. We need to understand this. Is that people who withhold like you're covering for the racist guy. You're you're covering for white supremacy. So does that make you a white supremacist? Pretty much you're a white supremacist adjacent if you like to feel better by calling it that. Right? You know what the heck you're doing. If you let police if you let the police shoot a black man unarmed sixteen times in the middle of the street, but you get out and yell about Jesse Smollett deal or whatever, there's something wrong with you, right? I don't understand any of this stuff, but I can tell you this. Just like with the freshmen are doing in Congress, they are, are, are blowing a fire alarm. You know, they're saying, look, there's a fire, but they're smart. They're giving you points, and they're talking articulately about what is going on. But the reason that the news should be covering them is because this is something that your senior people are scared to do. You know, if you are still talking about we need to work together and bring all Americans together, you're talking about bringing those racist people who are in that Trump world saying lock him up, lock her up, and build a wall. You're talking about really sane people trying to rationalize why them fools are being fools. And you know what, who who else would be a fool if they did that? We would. You can't rationalize. Right. Oh, right. no, understand this, Jay, and, and I'm saying this matter-of-factly so that we don't, so that we're really clear, right? It is stupid to be racist. But just because you're racist don't, don't give you a privilege that I have to um, understand why you're racist. 
Do you need to understand why somebody murdered somebody or why somebody raped somebody? We don't have to understand that. So when you say that in a political sense, I I give you Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams, right? Everybody's kissing the licking the boots of O'Rourke for some reason, but you look at Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams who ran a race saying. We don't give a rat about the Republicans. We are getting Democrats on board. They raised more money. They did. They almost won in areas that Hillary Clinton wasn't really competing in. So you want everybody to be like Hillary again? When those guys are showing you a path to get over the hump, those guys went after Democrats. So all I'm saying is that. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just saying we're at the top of the hour. No, I know. Listen, I, I agree with 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 uh, with everybody. So I, you know, I, I just don't think you know. One, once again, we we get into this thing. We paint everyone with a with a broad brush, and 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 that's the we're that's painting my them with a broad I mean, listen, brush. Not everyone. But See, yeah, you just but painted what I'm saying brush. is we're saying yeah, them. I understand that. I, I I get that 110%. But, you know, like we say all the time, you know, we tell people to vote their pocketbooks. You know, so a lot of people will hold, a lot of people held their nose and voted for Hillary Clinton. I mean, a lot of people thought Hillary Clinton, because of some of the comments she made uh, towards African Americans, that uh, her and, and, and Bill Clinton are, are racist. But at the same time, people looked at Bill Clinton as being our first black president, so to speak. Not us, but, you know, a lot of people put that out there because he played saxophone and he went on Arsenio Hall, for Christ's sakes. I just think that we just have to be careful when we say that everybody that, that voted for this guy is a racist or they support racism. No. Because I, don't, I, I just don't think that's true. I, I think we just have to. We're saying people who okay. support Okay, I mean, him. fair enough. Okay, well, we I have, have to. I think we, we, and they're black as me. We, we gotta go. We have to go. We have to go. We they're have done. to go. Okay, we have to go. All right, listen. All right, we we're walking out of here. Gotta go. Gotta keep it going. All right, coming up next, we'll continue the conversation. If we can slide this all the way into the third set, because we're talking about three reasons why Donald Trump can be reelected. We'll be right back after this. The serious side continues after a short break. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, both of my daughters were pregnant, and everything I was looking forward to turned into everything I was going to miss. First words, first steps, being there for my grandchildren, for my daughters. Today, those babies are three. I'm with them all the time. I don't know what's next, but I know I'm here today. My name is Alanthea Pena, and I'm Susan G. Coleman.
nothing is ever the same. Changing houses. Changing faces. Different bedrooms. Different beds. And this trash bag filled with everything I have. I don't want to feel alone anymore. Help us show her she's not alone. Join us at Together We Rise to change the way kids experience foster care. This is a test. Uh, as we jump into the second set with laughter, a hearty laughter from Toxic Styles. Welcome back in, folks. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Good Sunday morning to you folks, and welcome into the serious side of the TJRS broadcasting live from the Smooth Jazz Jazz Cafe. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Next to the new details emerging tonight in the Jesse Smollett case, the complex legal drama that has been testing the relationship between prosecution and police as the Cook County prosecutor stands by her decision to drop charges against the Empire Star. The latest from ABC's Ariel Resha. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is our calling number. It's the serious side. It is Sunday. We're glad you're in the house. Let's say good morning to the gang. Let's say uh, good morning to my big sis, Vanessa Maybelli, from the Macanelli. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Good morning to you, my love. To my main man, Mr. Johnny D, and the place to be. What's up, John? How you doing? Good morning. Doing well, and I pray everyone else is. Absolutely. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you? Just another day in paradise, my friend. The man and the birthday boy, Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. Good morning, sir. He's here. I promise he's here. All good right. Morning, good While morning, Mr. L.S. gets... There he is. All right. Mr. L.S., can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? By all means. we got the very lovely, my girl, Momo B in there with us. Hey, right. Momo. Momo he, called me the other day. I got to call her back. I'm going to call you today, Momo. Good morning, Momo. I'm going to call you, baby. Easy rider, Momo, right? And Covina man was in there, but you know, it's bike riding time for him. I know. I need to do that. because He sets the example, my man, Covina. And my main man, Mr. Easy, in the house. Boba Bright, what's happening? Loving you is wrong. I don't want to be right. All right, let me say hello to some don't folks. Right. The pastor's in the house. Mariana Music is in the house. Naomi is in the house. Preston, I like that name. Preston's in the place to be. Yolanda, Simeon, did I say that right? Uh, I'm strolling, I'm strolling. I'm, oh, ooh, ooh, oh. Bethany is in the house. Bethany has a picture with her. Hey, Bethany, how you doing, girl? All right, 347 is the caller number. Let's bring in the director of social media for the TGRS radio network, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning. How are you? Oh, my God, I'm Jackie, doing great, Charles. <laughs> what? 
I think you was driving a race car. Let's go. Check it out. Uh, so, sorry, I'm, I'm outside. I'm outside. How's everybody doing? All right. Everybody's doing well, sweetie. And All I right. definitely yeah, want to take my. I, I definitely oh. want to take my time to say happy belated birthday to Mr. Les. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, baby. I appreciate that. All right. So tell people how they can stay in contact with the show, even when we're not on live, Jackie. Well, if you want more info about the TJRS Radio Network, excuse the background noise, sorry, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups. Twitter.com, Instagram.com, slash TJRS Radio. Keep up with us. All right. And one last thing, Jackie. Gentlemen, start your engines. My goodness. All right, girl. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for giving us all the information that we need to follow the show live. Leaving your well, we'll mute your mic because I know you're in a loud place. All right. Once again, 347-850-1272. Today's show, three reasons why Donald Trump may and can be reelected. We talked about the Mueller report. We talked about the uh, freshman Democrats. But now, believe it or not, this case may play a role in it as well. And it's the Jesse Smollett case. Listen, this guy, uh, was uh, he was able to walk free. They said, hey, you know what? Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. The president jumped right in on this thing. And once again, here's the situation. The reason why I think this makes the list. The reason why this makes the list, Johnny D, and I'm going to swing right to you first on this one. Uh, let's start with Vanessa on this. The reason why this makes the list, Vanessa, is because of the tone, because it had that racial tone to it. And the fact that he said that these people wore make hats and all this other stuff, you know, the bottom line is this is just another situation where people for the president can say, look, they have to get him. They lied on him and everything, and he's going to use this to Do you think what happened in Chicago, do you think that because of the outcome, because of the outcome, excuse me, do you think that this could also play a factor in Trump voters saying they are out to get this man, they have lied on this man, they have lied on us? Guess what? We're going to put him back in office. What do you think? <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to fight on my way to church about Mole. I Just will pray. say this. I'm sorry, Jay. Just pray. I will say Just this. pray. This I am because you know what? For him to say that they had on a mega hat and involved Trump into this situation, oh my God, yeah. that's just like giving Trump free reign to act more of a fool than he already was acting. And now he wants to jump in and say, "I need the FBI to investigate all of this." You know what? Let me say this. And Jerome, please, y'all, give me a minute. I, Vanessa Haynes, don't have anything to know about with anybody else. I believe that he's guilty of it. But you know what? Everybody else that got away with stuff, Trump didn't got away with touching people in the wrong way and said he did it and got away with it. I mean, so if this boy got away with it, he just got away with it, okay? But Trump has no business sticking his nose in saying, get the FBI because they, he lied and said they were wearing mega hats and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what? So what? He lied that they had on the mega hat. He should not be involved in this. But the people who back him, who support him, 
the racist Confederate flag people, oh, that just gave them free reign to act a fool. And if y'all notice when you go places, African Americans are treated differently. They treat us differently now than they did before because they feel like they have they have free reign to say, do, roll their eyes, and do everything else to us now because of who's in the White House. And that hat syndrome thing yeah. with mega hat, oh God, that just made it worse. Well, you know, that's why we used, that's why we do a, that's why we still do every now and then we do a segment called Living While Black because you see people are emboldened to, to say and do what they want to say. They now, are. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little okay. bit because I think that this is exactly what's supposed to happen. You know, you're supposed to open up an investigation when there's the possibility of a federal hate crime. Now he's doing it for all the wrong reasons because what he's trying to do is trying to get Jesse Smollett. Uh, and even though I, you know, I disagree with the uh, the the, the uh, prosecutor's decision to drop the case. Uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, you know I one of the things that Jesse Smollett. Well, you know one of the things that he that he that he said. Uh, huh? Jay, I disagree okay. with the prosecutor texting Mole's parents, Mama and sister, and talking to them. I disagree with. Well, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, that that thing stinks to high heaven. Uh, You know, Johnny D, the the thing that that really gets me about uh, that whole situation is how he, you know, he he tried to say, well, it was, you know, Trump supporters because of he he speaks out against number 45, you know, trying to make himself this, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm for the people, I'm for the movement. You know, I think it's a bunch of crock. But but the bottom line is, same question for you. Do you think this situation – uh, helps embolden the president's supporters, and the fact that he brought the president to this thing by saying all oh, they had on mega hats and and all this other nonsense. Do you Don't think that, that once did. again this is just catnip, catnip for people that's on that side of the fence? Yeah, they're going after the presidency. We got to support them because they're fake out to news, get them. Fake news. You know what? We don't know that they didn't have those hats on. No, no, this, I don't know, Johnny. No, no, Johnny. This is Johnny. I'm gonna get you in, Hall. I mean, yeah, we'll get Jay, you in, uh, 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 Jerome. Jay. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah. Jay, can you, Jay, can you do this right here? Uh, yes, sir. Come back to me. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm taking a call right now, but just come back to me. Okay. I, all right. All right. All right. We'll swing around. Okay. Thanks. Okay. All right. No problem. Right. Let's do this. Let's listen to the Chicago Police Chief, and then we're gonna give it to Jerome. The, the, the Chicago Police Superintendent. I shouldn't call him a chief. The superintendent. Um, you know, he made his comments known as far as how he felt about this situation. You know, he said that look, the, the they trust what the grand jury came out and said that it was a solid investigation that they had proof that the brothers didn't change their stories, that the brothers said that this guy was involved, but for some odd reason this case was dropped. And so what I want to do is I want to play, as soon as it comes up here, I want to play what the Chicago superintendent said, and then after that I want to give the floor to Jerome, because I know Jerome has a lot to say about this. But once again, matter of fact, let's do this. Jerome, go ahead, because this is taking too long. Go ahead and make your comments, and I'll play what the police chief says after you're done. What's well, well I'm, I'm glad you do, because I'll be turning that part off. But here's the thing about them, you know. No, because it's sick. We're really living in a sick time. Because if that fool can sit there, and I called him a fool, you could watch somebody get shot by the police and right in the middle of a doggone street. But he and Ronald Manuel don't have no emotional attachment to that. They have an emotional attachment to... Is that fair to say, though? Yes, it is fair to say. Is that fair to say? Yes, how, how can you say that, Joel? Because the cameras weren't on him when he maybe he did. 
I mean, this Maybe is what we talk did. about when it comes to the media anyway. No, no, what Maybe. I'm saying is you're saying that he didn't have any emotional uh, outcry about that. How do we know that? How do we know the police chief didn't? Because we did not see a press conference orchestrated by the mayor and the police chief. Because they would have covered that. That's Ron, Ron why we Emanuel know that. I'm giving them the benefit of the Jay. doubt, Jay. Ron, because you're not giving Ron Smollett Emanuel, the benefit of the doubt. The fact that the Ron judge... Ron hit it, Jay. He hit it. He hit this whole thing. No, we, no, that we talked about it on the show. Tape. Wait a minute. We talked about that on the show. That's why he had to pay them a million and he, some dollars. We, we yeah. talked about that. No, he Go paid ahead. more than a million. They paid the lady $5 million. Yes. Right, because they were trying to suppress it. And so... More more importantly than this, forget what Smollett is saying and forget what Manuel and that police, whatever that dude is saying. Look at what the judge just did. What the judge did was this. He said, y'all need to throw all of that bull out, and they took it out of the system so that no evidence exists so that they can start leaking fake evidence. Because they settled this for a very different reason than we probably think it is. So people keep saying, oh, he must have been guilty. That's why he settled it. He probably settled it so they wouldn't sue them as well. Because the problem is is that you are believing two dudes who actually put a noose around his neck, and they're saying, no, he paid us to do it because we used to work for him. Is that enough for you? to? That's like your maid robbing you and then going to the police, turning over state's evidence, saying, oh, they told me to rob them, and you believe in the person Jerome, who robbed you. I have you. one question for you that I've been wanting to ask you. Just Go one ahead. question, Jerome, for you. Nothing one to ask you this. So if the guys lied, mm-hmm. if those two guys lied, number one, they wasn't in jail, and number two, why why, why aren't they in jail? Why haven't Mole filed charges against them? Why because, his, because why, it, if he assaulted them, if those I, boys... Those guys did whatever it was they were supposed to do by assaulting them or whatever, or didn't. Well, I'm just asking, why aren't those two guys in jail? I can easily answer this because Smollett okay, is a ahead. bigger it, Smollett is a bigger fish, right? So just think about it. Think about it from the police perspective. Their excuse was he was doing this for fame. He was doing this for more money. You're talking about the guy who got NAACP awards, who had a number one R&B single at the time, the guy who travels with Michelle Obama, the guy who I watched on MSNBC on news shows. The police the police are saying that he wanted more attention. The dude has attention. So it shouldn't have made sense to anybody. This is where I always say that we have to you use do our skills because it didn't make any sense. What you say? But you do know that, though, don't you, Jerome? We're not necessarily talking about Mole. We're not necessarily right. talking about him. But you do realize that people who get awards, Academy Awards, and, and all right. that kind of stuff, you do realize sometimes that they have mental issues. Right. So so here's okay. the thing okay. about I that, Vanessa. I just want to make that clear I, that. It doesn't matter that he got all of these awards and stuff because no, no, no. a lot of people get awards and stuff and get in trouble. Right, but what I'm saying, though, to you, Vanessa, is that they're speculating. So when they speculate, now we can say things like that. We know Charlie, Charlie Sheen, who was butt naked in Vegas with cocaine, calling the police the N-word, did not lose his show. We know that. So, but if you say, if somebody come yes, out tomorrow and say, hey, Jerome did something, now... Um, he might be suffering from mental duress, then we'd be having a whole show talking about what do you think happened to Major Jerome snaps? 
because we are so easy to believe that somebody snapped. Smollett, the case that they're making against Smollett does not make sense that the police is telling us that, hey, he did that to get a raise on Empire. He was making over $1.2 million on that show, and the producers came back and said, wait a minute, the producers came back and said, they not his agents, nobody ever asked us for more money. That doesn't even make sense. So you're saying if I get robbed, I can go back and ask for more money? They were just throwing stuff out to make us have conversations about motivation because they had no motivation. All of their all of their conversations about what motivation he could have had does not make sense to nobody. We start we start backfilling in our head what it could have been because we do that to black people. That's why we have black on black crime on my show, right? It's when we overtly focus and 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 um and criticize black people in areas we won't do anybody else because we are opt to believe negative about ourselves. So everybody's running through the mill of Smollett. Like he could have been this. It could have been that. It could have been, you can do that with anybody, but you won't do that to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, even when I get to news, they're still doing Russian stuff. Russia just flew some planes over area 51 because of our open air treaty. Who lets a foreign entity overlook our military bases and then say he was cleared of any Russian collusion. Are you slow? That We really need to check ourselves about what we see and what we believe because we know nothing about the Smollett case. And like I said, the judge yeah, gave us a hint on that by throwing out all of that evidence and telling them to delete it out of their system. That wasn't the prosecutor that did that. That wasn't Smollett people that did that. That was the judge. So, so why I am, did he call his... I am believing that the judge saw – I'm believing that the judge saw them making up stuff on Smollett, and, he, and they did not want it leaked. So the judge ordered them to not speak about any evidence or even show any, and they deleted it out of their system. I think it was so, the Jerome, judge that did that. Jerome, what do you think about the prosecutor texting and talking to his mama and his sisters? What do you think about that? Don't you think that was wrong? No, when 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 there's a crime, really? the prosecutors the prosecutors always talk to the victims. So since he was bringing allegations, uh, they were victims. Oh, okay. None so the, the prosecutors, prosecutors actually talk to the victims about what happened, how they're feeling. They always do that. They they tried to do that with Trayvon Martin, nice. although the prosecutor still would not charge that fool. Uh, they were constantly in contact with Trayvon Martin's family. The oh, DA exactly. always. Yeah. All right, let me let me jump in here because I got we have Hawk in here. I want to get Hawk's opinion on this, and and we're running out of time on this segment. So, uh, Hawk, man, you're back in. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you've kind of heard some of the back and forth. You know what the premise of the question was. So, your thoughts, please. Uh, my thoughts are pretty consistent with with others, and uh, being not so consistent as well. But uh, the the attorney, the Cook County uh, prosecutor, uh, the district attorney, I, I think. Ms. Fox is coming up under some, some fire because of her relationships with individuals who knew uh, Smollett. Uh, but I do think that the hypocrisy is, is certainly in, in, in Chicago's mayor, you know, sitting here and really relinquishing uh, all of his, his uh, office authority and, and wisdom on, on this case right here. Albeit I'm not suggesting that is right. I do think that uh, Mr. Smollett is, is guilty, but of course 
the charges have been dropped. But for Rahm Emanuel to get up here and, and prance in front of the cameras, and there's been more people in Chicago that have been killed since 2011 when he became mayor than in, in all of the, the Afghanistan and, and Iraq uh, combined. So this guy is a hypocrite, uh, to, be, to say the least. But the case in and of itself sets a bad precedent, I, I will say that. Uh, clearly there is a, an, an, an assumption of guilt simply because of the forfeiture of the $10,000 and the community service that was performed. But that would be no different than, than a person um, getting a, a, a right to judgment and where they don't actually acknowledge or, or admit any type of guilt. And, you know, the difference being is that this particular uh, these particular 16 charges were, were based, you know, dropped. Um, so th- this is going to be one of those uh, conversation pieces that the Republicans uh, will continue to amplify. And will it be one of those uh, areas that will strengthen Donald Trump's uh, support uh, down the line? I don't think so. I think that he is so corrupt and, and done so many other things that people will probably just as Rahm Emanuel said, you know, this is a whitewash. But like I said, I think he's a hypocrite. Uh, I hope that Superintendent Johnson doesn't allow him and his media uh, glory to evade the good police work that they're doing in Chicago. Clearly, uh, you can see where some of the uh, the murders has, has gone down. But at the same time, you know, Rahm Emanuel and the Laquan McDonald case where he tried to hide and cover up things. This guy is a joke uh, and a hypocrite, to say the least. But will it help Donald Trump long term? I don't. I think this will have another 15 minutes. Uh, uh, the, the district attorney, uh, Ms. Fox, will probably get hammered pretty good long term. But all in all, I don't necessarily think this will be a viable talking point moving forward. Interesting. Here's the Chicago uh, superintendent, and we'll talk on the other side to close this out. This is the week that was, wasn't it? I mean, this guy, <laughs> how much more are we going to have to talk about this? You know, hopefully, you know, at, at some point, we all have to recognize we have to turn the page on this thing, you know. But um, we can't turn the page while yeah. all of this stuff is going on. Mark Garagos, the attorney for Jesse Smollett, literally said... The case was dropped because the Chicago Police Department investigation was fatally flawed and it was going to become embarrassing. Well, first of all, the case wasn't dropped. The the deferred prosecution or diversion programs are designed for people that are guilty of low-level crimes. That's what he went through. So anyway, so look, I mean, this is going to be a talking point for a minute. You know, we can spend a whole show on this, but, uh, you know, as always, we have to go. We have time constraints we have to do with. All right, coming up next, uh, NPR News Update uh, and Chatterbox and on a need-to-know basis. All that's next. As we close out the conversational piece of the show, we get into the second part and the last piece. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Happy Sunday. 
A tradition started 12 years ago by the World Wildlife Fund was observed in 180 countries this weekend as cities marked Earth Hour by turning off lights at 8.30 local time in a call for global action on climate change. From the Empire State Building in New York to the Eiffel Tower in Paris to the Bank of China Tower to Rome, Athens, Sydney, Australia, and more lights were dimmed in observance. Division One Women's College Basketball Tournament has moved into the Elite Eight round. All remaining are either number one or number two seeds. Games today and tomorrow will determine who plays in the Final Four. NPR's Tom Goldman has a preview of today's matchups. Number one seed Louisville plays number two Connecticut. Louisville has won its first three games of the tournament by an average of 24 points. UConn traditionally steamrolls opponents, but this year the Huskies have had to grind out victories more than usual. Louisville beat the Huskies in January. UConn hopes for payback and a 12th straight trip to the Final Four. Number one seed Mississippi State plays number two Oregon in today's second game. It's also a rematch. Oregon beat the Bulldogs in December. Both teams are led by star players. Six foot seven Mississippi State center Tierra McCowan is a force near the basket. Oregon guard Sabrina Ionescu is an all-court wizard with her scoring, rebounding, and passing. Tom Goldman, NPR News. In men's play, Texas Tech has reached its first Final Four in the 93 years of its program. Virginia Duke and Michigan State are also in the game. I'm Luis Schiavone, NPR News, Washington. Welcome back in. Uh, it's time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, you have anything for us this morning? Oh, yeah, I got some for Covina Man and Easy. Um, Easy okay. said, I mean, uh, Covina Man said, white people can shoot a black man laying, sitting on the ground with his hands up and walk away with no justice. How could Trump not get away with this mess? Easy says Obama crew will be investigated if they're not being now. And he's and uh, Covina man says that do you do you uh, does, did anyone really think racist white people were going to get real justice? They always they always get away with everything. And Easy came back uh, with he said uh, maybe the trial would cost too much money for the Justice Smollett case. <laughs> All right. Pastor Stephen Jones, Jay, what a great topic! I was just discussing this topic with. This past week at Bible study, it's imperative that Democrats, independents, and yes, even Republicans come together and get this man out of office. Well said, Pastor. Mariana Music, y'all know I love a good disagreement. Here's my two cents. Everybody knows I love my boys Les and Jerome, but I have to say that I have friends who voted for Trump because of either their financial situation or their party affiliation. None of my friends are racist. Matter of fact, one of my Republican friends lent me a large sum of money to help launch my modeling career and eventually forgave the debt. Not all Republicans are racist, and like Jay said, we can't paint them all with a broad brush. Naomi, New York, just see Smollett is a liar, full stop. Brian from Carbondale said this last segment is the reason why people ask questions about the validity of the show. When black people are accused of wrongdoing, people on this show chooses to ignore them. Jesse, Hearthstone, California. This is nonsense. I knew that the show would take much side on this. Wow. Okay. Thank you for your comments, I guess. All right. Everybody knows what time. We know what time it is. (laughs) 
The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for my favorite part of the show, and Ms. Elias's, and hopefully yours. On a need-to-know basis with the one and only Mr. Jerome is free. Jerome, what do you have for us this morning? Okay, first of all, nobody questions the validity of this show. So even reading that just kind of unnerves me a little bit, but that's crazy. And secondly, mm-hmm. <laughs> secondly to, to Mariana, we are saying that people who vote for Trump for the racist policies are racist. We're not Thank saying you. that everybody, we know the people who didn't like Hillary, so they vote for Trump. But we're saying if you're still supporting him because you want a border wall or you think that immigrants are taking over your whatever, that those are racist policies. So you're racist if you support racist policies, not people. So, and plus, Mariana, you know, pretty girls, everybody likes pretty girls. I don't care if you're racist or not. I have to remind people in real time, racist people still <laughs> like pretty women. Don't don't believe that. So we're not calling your friends racist. We're just telling you that racist policies, if you're supporting them, you're part of the same problem. Just wanted to put that out. Yeah, look, she's pretty. I, I met her when she stopped over in Houston, boy. She is. I'm sorry. I'm digress. Go ahead, draw. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump in. No, no I, I don't doubt it. She had, hey. I am just saying generally. <laughs> guys are pigs, too. So I'm just saying generally, guys are pigs, too. So what happens is that when they start kissing up to you and being like, hey, I'm not racist. I'm good people, right, because I'm good to you. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. You're right about that. You're right. Hey, it happens. All right, but we're not calling your wow. friends racist. We're just saying. We're, and, and I just said that. You know what? It's stupid to be racist. So we're not calling everybody racist. That's just dumb. We are saying that if you support the policies of a racist, you are racist. You know, you can play this. You can play this back in your head if you want to. Just go back and look it up in the archives. Because <laughs> I thought that was pretty clear. All right. So, Jay, since um, I know I said I wouldn't tell, but since I'm not in Wisconsin, I guess y'all can tell I didn't hit that Powerball um, 170 <laughs> $750 million because I didn't curse not once on this show today. Even even but I cursed a lot. <laughs> hey, look, even the Jesse Smollett comments they're like black people can't turn on black people. It's like, uh, no, we can't. And tune in someplace else. That's what my seven hundred fifty million dollars would have told me to tell him. But I was nice. <laughs> I let it go. Mm-hmm. I'm just, well, I'm well, just saying, seven hundred fifty right. million dollars have a way to, of doing that. When uh, <laughs> when, when somebody says something that's like a little off color, you get to start to respond a little differently. I'm trying not to get Jay uh, get get the show pulled. That's all I'm saying. All right, yeah. so if you want to call me, I can tell you that all day, though, and you can't have my number. All right, now, pedestrian deaths <laughs> hit a 30-year high. Now, experts blame cell phones and oversized SUVs with distracting features as, or as distracting features um, as reports re- revealed that 6,000 were killed by cars last year. So it, re- it went up by 35% in the last decade. 
That's according to the mm. Governor's Highway Safety Association report. Now, its author suspects that cell phone use and the boom mm. of trucks and SUVs had a little bit more to do with that. I guess you can't see people when your truck's sitting up high, but I'm just saying, they're saying the pedestrians are getting hit like crazy these days, so pedestrians, stop jaywalking. i just tell you that right now. That's not a shot at Jay either. All right, nearly 5,000 pounds of beef products were recalled in three states due to E. coli um, contamination fears. Um, beef and chuck, what they call chuck products, I guess it's chuck roast, just a sandbagger, uh, were recalled on Tuesday after routine sampling of potential E. coli um, in Illinois, Iowa, and Wisconsin were all affected. Wow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Wisconsin is where the Powerball winner was, so he's going to be moving. <laughs> Can't have no, you know, not getting a good steak when he hit that, when he hit that, um, that money, he or she. Really? Now, a jury ruled that Monsanto is liable for a man's cancer after his years of using Roundup. So they were ordered to pay $80 million to uh, a 70-year-old who sprayed 6,000 gallons of weed killer on his 56-acre property in uh, mm. Santa Rosa, California. Yeah. Wow. Roundup is still losing, uh, <laughs> still losing cases all over the place. I'm surprised Monsanto um, is losing, to be honest. Monsanto is, they're big, man. Wow. Yeah. If if you look at all of the the um, food companies and products that Monsanto owns, you would not eat Jack. Yeah. You know, so you don't you don't want to play with with those foods. Um, anti-vaxxer, that's anti-vaccine person. Um, Robert Kennedy Jr. blames the rise of in teenage anxiety and depression on aluminum that's found in HPV vaccines. Now, they're saying that we eat almost 10 times as much of um, aluminum a day in our foods. But when the new statistics came out showing the continued rise in teen mental illness in the U.S., um, psychologists say it's a social issue, but lawyer and anti-vaxxer Kennedy Blamed it on um, he bl- they blamed it on the, the vaccine stuff because you know if you have a vaccine and I know we can't go through the anti-vaxxer stuff on the show but I will give you a little helpful hint if you have to get your child a, a vaccine shot do not use the multiple use vials they do have metals in them aluminum all of that other stuff just get the single dosage vials they don't use metals to stop um, bacteria from growing in them. So that was just a little helpful hint. That wasn't a pro or a con against anti-vaccination. The single-use vials, people. Just wanted to share that. Jay gets a little squeamish when I do that, but I'm just going to tell you, you know, you don't want metals in your vaccination. <laughs> I'm just I'm just, just going to say that. That's what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, not me. Okay, so... Uh, U.S. soldier U.S. soldier death rate dropped 300 percent during the Iraq and Af- um, during the Iraq and Afghanistan war due to better transport tourniquets and blood transfusions. Now that's a new study from the University of Texas at San Antonio. They found that without inter um, interventions such as tourniquets and blood transfusion, there would have been nearly 37. 
600 more deaths. Now, I don't know if that story was good or bad news, but anywho, <laughs> I guess it, the rate dropped 300%. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, Saudi Arabia hacked Jeff Bezos' cell phone and leaked a text that exposed his affair with Lawrence Sanchez as revenge for the Washington Post coverage of the Khashoggi murder. This is um, claims that the CEO, Amazon's CEO and chief, was making. So, Galvin De Becker, who was a longtime security consultant, said that he had concluded in investigating, uh, in an investigation into the National Enquirer, the tabloid newspaper, um, in January, um, the leaked text messages between Amazon CEO and his girlfriend. They said our investigations and several experts concluded with high confidence that the Saudis had access to Benzo's phone and gained his private information. So although it was leaked by his brother-in-law, it was the Saudis who got the information. Since we're consumed with regular um, news, I'm not sure if you guys heard that this week, but it was the Saudis. Again, Trump's people, the Saudis. Wow. Speaking of Trump's people, Russian aircraft have been flying over Area 51 and other military bases as a part of the Treaty on Open Skies. So on March 28th, the Russians flew a TU-154M over military installations in the western part of the U.S. as a part of their Treaty on Open Skies, which allows countries to monitor each other's military activities. Hmm. Now, did Mueller know that before he signed off on his report? Because I think that was collusion. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just saying. Keep keep adding up, right? Manafort gives them polling information. Kirster is trying to do a back channel at the Russian embassy. So the CIA hmm. can't hear him and the FBI can't hear him. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> so all of you people who are yelling, it was, he, there was no collusion. There was damn sure conspiracy if there was no conclusion. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's me without having 750 mil. There was damn sure <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. All right. Manhattan million, millionaires Gregory and Marcia um, Abbott were charged in the college admissions bribery scandal on Friday. And um, Boston, uh, they were in Boston. They were ordered to abstain from using marijuana while out on bond. Now, again, that seems like a weird mm. ruling, right? It's like, we're going to let you out on really? bond. Two senior citizens can't use marijuana. Like, y'all can't have weed. <laughs> <laughs> now, the uh, two, they weren't arrested on drug, drug charges, but the two were accused of paying $125,000 to raise their daughter's SAT and SAT and ACT scores, SAT and SAT scores. So the Abbots joined 31 other parents, including, you know, Lori um, Laughlin and Felicity Hoffman from Desperate Housewives and Lori Laughlin from Fuller House. Um, they have all been implicated so far in the scam. But they were ordered. Wow. I wonder if all the other parents were ordered not to smoke weed. Or did they come to court high? <laughs> but I wonder, <laughs> how rich can you be to come to court high and not go to jail? Hey, I'm just putting me. that out there. All right. Now, here, here is a, 
this is this is going back in our World War II news, but you know, they, there was an unlikely female spy who had a wooden leg, who helped uh, win World War II by smuggling weapons in her bra and getting prostitutes to infect Nazis with syphilis and gonorrhea. Oh no! This is a new book that just came out. Virginia. Oh my God. She worked for Winston Churchill's special operations uh, executive. It's the forerunner to the MI6. And she slipped back and forth between London and France to wreak havoc behind enemy lines. So you're going to go back and be like, hey, I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to paraphrase this because I know the ladies are going to kill us. So I'm going to drop this story because I got a thousand jokes. <laughs> and none of them are going to be after a while. But anyway, so Adolf Hitler, speaking of the war, uh, refused to face the horrors of the Holocaust and pulled down blinds on the train so he couldn't look at the, the, the people's faces being led to death camps. That's according to a new um, what? documentary. Yeah. Uh. Now, the, the program, which is presented by Dr. Tracy Borman, reveals how Hitler ensured no paperwork linked them to the Holocaust and that he would only want to know it was being carried out. You know what's weird about that? That's almost as weird as um, that whole border wall stuff. You know, it's like, oh, we don't want to know about what's going on with the border wall, but we want you to um, build the biggest wall that's ever been seen. But we're not trying to keep people out and hurt children. That's what it it sounds like to me. That's a a border wall kind of feel to it. All right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a weird story, but it fit into my World World War II story, so I had to add that one in there. Now, um, you know, actually, I wanted to. We didn't we didn't get to cover this too much on the Obama side of um, news, so I wanted to say this about the the story that we did earlier with Obama talking to the freshmen. I just want to take up my news time to do this a little bit. You know. When we look at President Obama, Obama wasn't the begin, the beginning and end all of like progressive kind of um, politics. So I wouldn't put a lot on him telling them how they should and should not act. Although older people do like a little bit of decorum. I think uh, my girl Vanessa did say that. So uh, the young people who are actually in Congress, tear up, even if people don't want to hear you. You need to scream louder because they had they haven't been hearing anything so far, so they need to hear that. Now, just wanted to, just wanted to put that out. Yeah. Now I know I don't have much time, but I just want to say this because I know I did this story before, but there's an encrypted message um, messaging service called Telegram. They gained three million new users when Facebook had their outage, and so that encrypted um, service confirmed that last week that they registered new users when Facebook apps were were down. I think people may need to start looking outside and um, getting outside of Facebook is all I'm saying. Now, Hmm. I know I have an account, but if you want to do something outside of that, there are other apps like this one that actually can can help you out. Hmm. Now, all right. Now, um, after 24 years of reigning atop of that Ford's list, you know, Bill Gates is trails Jeff um, Benzo or Bezos by $63 billion. 
I know he's mad, probably sitting at home and stuff, trying to hit the lotto. But he's $63 billion now behind Bezos. <laughs> oh, he don't care. Yeah, I know sometimes <laughs> we do care. sad stories on this show, but that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> he don't care. Oh, man. All all right. Right. We have time for one more, Jerome. One more, man. One more. Okay. You know, an uh, unemployed millennial who's 30 was arrested for throwing a phone at his mother's head because she wouldn't drive her to yoga class. So Holly Albert, who is unemployed, who? Holly Albert, who is unemployed, okay. has been charged with second-degree assault after throwing her house phone at her mother's head in Maryland. Okay, two, two things. If you got a house phone, no, I'm, no. Okay, just one thing. You should never throw anything at your mama. But it's a millennial with a house phone. Really? That's, I didn't know how to use it. Yeah, don't that seem kind of odd, right? They keep talking about millennials and technology, and it's like she threw a house phone at her mom. It's like, eh, they may throw this one out. <laughs> but I'm just guessing. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, I uh, appreciate that, Jerome. <laughs> I died. My bad. <laughs> All right, folks, it's time for our final thoughts. And, of course, you know Vanessa is praising Jesus, so it's time to move on to Johnny D. Johnny D. Man, final thoughts. Jay, with my final thoughts, I just want to uh, hone in on Donald Trump and closing the borders uh, for Mexico and this uh, insinuation and, and infatuation he has about uh, the wall. If you think about our, our greatest threat, and this is where I think we, we should be really focusing on national security, uh, the Russia, the Chinas, uh, the North Koreas, all of the areas that use cyber warfare against America are breaching the cyber walls every day. And they pose an immediate threat and a growing threat to the United States' interests. So, you know, giving some thought to that, uh, giving some, some subject matter to that, that might be a good discussion point at some point. But, again, thank you for the opportunity to have a voice, and I appreciate everybody. Hey, man, you know the deal, man. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome, three man final thoughts. Well, I want to say uh, shout-out to my girl, Vanessa, hey, who's praising at the moment. She's praying for all of us, by the way. And my girl, Kathleen, who's probably <laughs> praying for us all as well. And I want to say... You don't want to say, you know, good looking out, Mariana. Music for always checking in. And, you know, Jay thinks that she's a company girl, like she's always on our side. But every now and then, Jay, she, she does, uh, she's, she's going to be our she conscious, does check us. Kathleen and Vanessa. So, you know what? Much respect to you ladies for checking in on the show. And shout out to my girl, Momo Beezy. I didn't say that earlier. Look at you. All right. Look at him. He must be trying to win an award or something. Go ahead on, man. All right. The man who gets the first and last word on the show, Mr. Elias, man. Final thoughts. Well, hey, you know, folks, I'd like to thank all of those people who wished me a happy birthday. That was a heartfelt sentiment from all of you guys. I appreciate that. But, I, you know, if you really want to give me a birthday wish, a birthday that comes true, hey, get out and vote. That, that's what you got to do. You got to get out and vote because you know what? You don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. And vote, vote your conscience. If you believe by this racist rhetoric that this guy is throwing out that, you know, you can stand behind him, that's what you are. You're racist. But, hey, that's just my thought process. That's who I am. 
Well, and uh, listen, I'm going to wish this man happy birthday because I love him to death. And I'm going to just uh, say that uh, the bottom line is is that we have to be careful when we call people stuff when we really and truly don't know their heart. I mean, listen, Jerome explained it perfectly. That's why I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because he addressed something that Marietta Music said. The last thing I'll say is, is this, is that I just, you know, we just appreciate you guys. You guys are the simply the best. We appreciate our listeners, and we appreciate just coming here and get this good knowledge. There's nothing wrong with the integrity of the show. We just speak the way we feel. People have the right and are entitled to their own opinion. And on that note, Mr. LES, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of Jay Brown show. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. LES. Happy birthday to you. Let's go end the show on that. So, if it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side, and we'll see you next week. I love you, boy. Peace. We'll see you now. Have a great work week, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to you. But it's the end. (laughs) All right, guys, see you next week. I'm sure trying to sing. Oh, oh, stop it. No, no, no. In the water. There you go. But we'll be, I'm going to call you after the show. All right, folks, have a great work week, and we'll see you next Sunday right here on the serious side of the TJRS on the TJRS Radio Network. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.